Hello and welcome to Hitting the High Note. I'm your host, Kevin Kisak, and today I have a very special guest, a talented singer-songwriter from Los Angeles, California, Sam Slick. And just want to take a moment to thank Sam for joining me. Proud to welcome to Hitting the High Note, Sam Slick. How are you doing tonight, Sam? Really good. Thanks for having me, Kevin. How you doing? I'm doing very well. So your second full-length album... The Driver is a fantastic album, by the way. Thank you very much. Uh, really proud of how it came out. Welcome. And what was the process like? How long did it take to record the album? It took uh, a lot longer than we planned. That's kind of how it always is with recording. But uh, this one in particular, we stepped in the studio in February of 2020, ready to go start work on an album. Uh, you know, we do a good amount of the tracking, you know, we made a lot of progress and, you know, whatever, three days, however long we were in there, like, all right, we'll get back together in about a month. We'll come back. We'll finish off the album and then get ready to go later this year. And then, uh, you know, the pandemic hit and I guess you can kind of figure out the details from there. It just took a, a little longer afterwards. There are a lot of delays pressing vinyl, very proud to have it out on vinyl. Uh, it's something I've always wanted to do. Uh, so that took a little bit longer, but definitely worth the wait and, been really happy uh, having that out in the world. Yeah, vinyl is making a comeback. It's going strong. Yeah, I heard they outsold CDs last year, maybe the first time in 30-odd years, 20-odd, something like that. A long time, anyway. And uh, another thing that's making a comeback, cassettes. Yeah, yeah. There's, it's. I feel like it's really uh, underground, but going strong. Uh, I think there was like a period in our lives where... Everyone had a car that was just old enough that you didn't have a CD player yet. So you still have the cassette player. You had the little adapter tape you could put in to put in your your iPod or whatever, you know, before phones. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm glad cassette culture is still going strong. Absolutely. So tell us, what's the story behind Hey Man? Oh, Hey Man. Uh, that was fun. I It was a few years ago, I saw a friend's band playing a show and they had this great song that was just centered around this one riff and the song built off of that. I'm like, man, I wish I had a song like that. Usually when I write, it's just me sitting with an acoustic guitar, just strumming chords or finger picking or something. But this is just like, uh, just based on a rock and roll riff, an electric guitar, you know? Um, and I thought back, I had an old song I wrote back years ago, you know, uh, never really did anything with it. There's an old demo I did once. And uh, back to that, I had the riff, I remember, and I kind of built a new song off of that. And uh, Hey Man came together like that. Right on. And yeah, there's a lot of great songs on the album, like VHS, an anthem for a better America, Sweet and Serene, and of course, Hey Man. Thank you very um, much. Yeah, I th I think uh, we had a good range of uh, of sounds going on on the record. Just really happy with how it all came out. Definitely. Could tell there's like a, you know, 60s, uh, 70s vibe to it. For sure. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I grew up listening to a lot of I, I feel like I had the mix. My dad was more classic rock. My mom was more punk rock. So a little bit of those somewhere in the middle between the late sixties and late seventies. That's kind of where my sound ended up uh, coming from, I guess. Yeah. Totally dig it. And you're doing great. <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah. I appreciate it. It's been a, it's, it's a long time, you know, working on your music and building up your sound and your writing. And um, I think it's, it's all starting to come together pretty well for me. Really happy with it these days. Yeah. And you're playing a really fantastic music festival this week, the Mesa Music Festival in Mesa, Arizona. 
Sure. I'm really excited to play this. This is our first festival the band. And um, yeah, just really thrilled to be on it. It sounds like uh, how I've heard the old South by Southwest was, where it's just every venue in town coming together to have a bunch of bands come through town for a few days and uh, just have a great mix of musicians come and play. And we're, we can't wait to be there. We're going to be playing on um, Saturday at the Oro Brewing Company. Nice. And Oro Brewing Company is a great place. And um, they do get a lot of uh, people watching a lot of bands over there at the festival, at especially at Oro. So you're at a good spot. Really excited for that. This is our first time playing uh, in Arizona in general, you know, let alone Mesa. So really excited to have this be our entry there. And uh, can't wait to meet the other musicians. Can't wait to meet people that are coming for the festival. It's just going to be a great time. Yeah. It's a great networking opportunity for artists to network with other artists and other people in the music industry. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I got that sense. Just seeing um, how much care they put into uh, curating this as far as having bands. I, you know, I thought it'd be more of a local thing. There's plenty of local representation, but they do have a good mix of bands coming to town from outside. They have the symposiums. It seems like they put a lot of attention into it. And I think it's going to be, yeah, just really valuable experience. Absolutely. And the symposium that you mentioned is really fun. And uh, you can actually have one-on-one conversations with the people that are in the industry too. That's a great resource. Yeah, it sounds really cool. Uh, I hope we get to take advantage of that. Yeah, there's a lot of great artists that are going to be playing the festival that are from all over the country and even all over the world. There's a band from Hong Kong even going to play there too. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah, really uh, cool. the band Deer. They're from Hong Kong, originally from Mexico, but moved to Hong Kong. And wow, yeah, they're touring um the western part of the states right now. Oh, cool. Yeah, and at the Mesa Music Festival on Friday and Saturday at the Nile. Oh, very cool. I'll have to I'll have to check them out. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> yeah, no problem. And uh, there's also a band from Canada playing as well. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, it's a long list of bands playing there. Uh, really excited to check out as many people as we can while we're while we're in town. It's, it's gonna be a great time. And the band from Canada is called Autopilot, and they're really good. They're playing the main stage Saturday afternoon. Okay, cool. Yeah, hopefully we'll check them out. Yeah, definitely. What inspires you to do music? Um, I think the main driving force is a need to connect. You know, partially it's like self expression, needing that, but. Uh, on, you know, the larger chunk of what makes me want to do it is to connect with people, you know, through expressing what's on my mind. Um, but, you know, also just finding something uh, in common with, with anybody, you know, I think music is a, uh, transcends a lot of different boundaries uh, in ways that other art forms uh, differently from other art forms. Um, so I'm really excited to um, just be able to use uh my ability to write to help uh, make people feel uh, connected, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. What do you think is harder, lyrics or melody? <laughs> um, I would say, I would say melody because I feel like lyrics I can take time and work on and I can just go back and I can always improve that. But a melody has to be kind of good from the beginning. It's, that's the part that kind of has to come organically and the lyrics, I feel like at least uh, recently how I've been writing, it just takes longer to get better lyrics, but you can always, you know, improve those. 
Absolutely. And what best describes a Sam Slick show? Ooh, uh, I call us uh, call us energetic folk rock. So we have the folk side of it where, you know, most of the time I'm playing acoustic guitar. The songs are based on, uh, you know, some folk traditions, but not too stuck in the past. You know, we have some, I think we use a lot of vocal harmonies. Um, you know, I feel like the songs are fairly accessible overall. Um, but the energy comes in from us being in most shows, you know, full rock band you know we have uh, electric guitar bass and drums with me uh, at least sometimes it's expanded even beyond that but at least with that you really get a a big energy going into it that you i couldn't do playing solo what's your favorite thing about touring Ooh, i mean i just love meeting people from all over you know i mean that's something that you get uh with other bands coming in touring through your town but when you get to go out on the road that way i feel like everything is new uh people almost everywhere are super friendly and open to meeting you and uh sharing experiences and just uh, just making connections uh in friendships you know so that's that's the best part just the people out there what's your favorite food Ooh, i have uh I want to say in general, my favorite food is just breakfast. I can't start the day without something in the morning. Uh, I I struggle if I don't. But specific favorite food is back home. I'm from um, the suburbs of Boston. There's a little pizza place called Linwood's, and it is the best pizza I've ever had. Whenever I go back home, I go home you know, maybe once a year or so, and uh, always got to get some Linwood's with the family. Nice. Very cool. And <laughs> can't go wrong with pizza. Yeah, honestly, it's it's pretty hard to mess that up. You know, I, I know L.A. is not a really big pizza place. You know, we don't quite have the range out here as you do back on the East Coast, you know, but um, I've, I've found some pretty good spots out here, too. So it's, it's always a good choice. <laughs> Music in L.A. is great. There's a lot of uh, shows coming back. All the venues are open now, so that's good. Yeah, music has been thriving here um, the past couple of years in L.A. I just feel like maybe it was uh, the worst parts of the pandemic where we really lost the connection and coming back to being able to have the live experience really got people out and connected people like never before. Um, I just feel like now things are so much stronger in L.A. Um, yeah, there's just so many great artists and bands out here. Uh, really feel like there's a good sense of community uh, in the city, not even specifically genre wise either, just, you know, people that are out and about there's, I got friends that do soul bands and bluegrass and country or folk. It's just kind of all over the place, but everyone really gets along, supports each other. It's, it's a really great town for music. Definitely. And yeah, it's what it's all about. Um, supporting each other and building lots of connections. Yeah, absolutely. I go out. So to so many shows, maybe, I don't know, maybe too many shows. Sometimes I feel uh, it takes a toll sometimes going out that many nights a week, but uh, I love going out and seeing my friends supporting other artists I like. And I really appreciate when people do it for me too. You know, it just feels good. It just feels good. We're all in the same boat trying to get our music out there um, and, you know, make these bonds and I'm happy to be a part of that out here. Definitely. And yeah, you can never go to too many shows. I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes my body, when I'm waking up for work the next morning, I kind of regret a little bit of it, but never, never enough to really stop me from going to the next one. That's for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, everywhere you look or everywhere you go, there's music. Yeah, seriously. We're very lucky. I mean, especially in LA, but you know, 
in a general sense too. Just there's so many opportunities for musicians to make their music, get out there, get heard. And um, more, I just feel like it's exponentially growing, you know, people's abilities to express themselves musically. It's, it's great. I think it's a really, really great uh, point that we're at right now. Yeah. And you're playing a wonderful festival that will help you grow as an artist and also will help you get discovered too. I hope so. Yeah. I'm really excited to share what we've been doing. I have a really great band with me. We've been playing together now, uh, this lineup for about two years. Although a couple of the guys have been moved me since, you know, for quite a few years now. Uh, but this current lineup, uh, we're just, I don't know, everything's hitting. We're firing on all cylinders. We put on a really great set. Uh, we've got our originals, we've got some new stuff to bring, and we've got some really great covers that we've been doing live. Uh, really excited for people to get to experience that outside of L.A. Right on. And what's a place that you've always wanted to play that you haven't gotten a chance to that's on your bucket list? Ooh, I mean, I want to say like shorter term, like just an L.A. base would be playing the Troubadour. It's a legendary venue with like so much great history. I've seen a few friends play there over the years, and it's amazing uh, to see people I know up on that like hallowed stage. So that's like a shorter term goal, but definitely a dream come true if I ever get to play there. Uh, someday, the bigger ones, though, I would love to play at, at Newport Folk Festival, Newport, Rhode Island. Just legendary festival. Um an amazing time. I've gone so many times to see uh, the festival and it's, it's wonderful. So that's top of the list right there for me. Right on. And yeah, LA has got so many great venues and a lot of iconic venues too. Yeah. Endless, endless lists. Yeah. Like there's the Wiltern, um, Regent theater. Regent's beautiful. Yeah. Love to play there. Love to play the tower grand ballroom sometime. I mean, yeah, this Endless, endless opportunities out here. That's one of the reasons I moved out here, just because there's so much going on, uh, so many uh, places to play at someday. Right on. So yeah, you're from Massachusetts originally. Are you a big sports fan? I was more when I was growing up. I haven't really followed very much, but when I was a kid, my dad's cousin was the doctor for the Red Sox. So oh, a wow. few times I would go to Sox games, go into the clubhouse and get to meet some players so I've met, you know, just some Red Sox legends in the 90s. And uh, yeah, very treasured memories there. Someday, someday I'll get back into uh, following it, uh, following sports and specifically, you know, the Red Sox. But currently just haven't had enough time to really stay with it, you know. Yeah, baseball's uh, changed a bit. I heard, yeah. Yeah, like the games are going faster. I feel like, you know, every few years they go through different adjustments. There was... I don't know. Was it sometime in the seventies? They like raised the pitching mount a few inches and like, yeah. then it killed like batting averages, like really killed the hitting. So they had to <laughs> bring it back down. So it wasn't so uh, low scoring, you know, but uh, we'll see what sticks from the newest set of adjustments here. It's, it's interesting to see, uh, you know, baseball try to stick with the times. Yeah. And um, another rule that they did was they increased the size of the bases to 18 inches from 15. Oh, okay. Okay. Giving them more chances to, all right. Interesting. I'll have to get back into it. It's, you know, I, I've only been to a couple Dodgers games since I moved out here. I feel like it's, uh, be great to go check out some more. So hopefully do that this season. Yeah. Dodgers are, uh, doing okay. Yeah. It's early. 
Still we'll pretty see. early. <laughs> For sure. Um, what was Dodger Stadium like? Uh, the last time I went was a, a playoff game, and uh, it was great. the The intensity, the crowd was so passionate about it. It was it was a blast. It was also a lot bigger than uh, Fenway Park. You know, just being such an old stadium there. Um, so it was really cool to see that this was all fairly modern, and um, it was a great time. Yeah, people really really passionate uh, fans out here. Right on. And uh, Fenway Park's on my bucket list. It's one of the stadiums I've always wanted to go to. Same with Dodger yeah. Stadium, too. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Fenway is a piece of history. You absolutely got to go while you can. It's it's incredible. If you had a chance to mm-hmm. collaborate with any artist, who would it be and why? Ooh, um, I would say that's a tough one. I would say probably someone who could bring something to the table that we don't have um either someone to produce us maybe that brings in some experience so i'd say one of uh big influence for me is uh greg dooley from the afghan wigs it'd be great to work with him um making some music uh i would love to collaborate with uh nicole atkins she's a very talented singer and songwriter um but also i mean i on a smaller scale i'd love to work with there's so many artists in la um you know in similar sounds and different sounds um there's so many great talented people here that i would love to work with so got a long list i guess (laughs) (laughs) right on and uh yeah there's going to be a lot of artists from la that are going to be playing the mason music festival so hopefully you could meet some of them yeah absolutely looking forward to connecting with people out there and uh seeing if we can all get back together uh out here (laughs) Is there anything you want to ask me? Ooh. Um, so you're a baseball guy. Who's who's your team? I have a lot of favorite teams, but one team that I'm a big fan of, even though they kind of suck right now, is the Oakland <laughs> A's. Yeah, yeah. I always liked them as a kid because uh, you know, in Little League, like you're you get like a major league team. One year I was the A's, so that became my team, you know, only reason why, but I always had a soft spot for them. <laughs> Same here. I used to work for the Bat Boy um, for their organization. Oh, cool. Yeah, working uh, Major League Spring Training, Minor League Spring Training, and Rookie Ball. Wow. Yeah. Bet you've met some uh, future stars that way. Yeah, I actually met Tim Hudson, Barry Zito, and Mark Motor back in the day. Wow. Kind of kicking myself that I did not get a picture with either of them. Yeah, right. I was like super great stars. Um, <laughs> it's all good. Uh, Barry Zito actually does music. Oh yeah, yeah, nice. Yeah, maybe he'll play the Maze of Music Festival someday. Hopefully, that'd be awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah, like so many great um, former pitchers actually play live music. It's all those days off in between starts, right? Yeah. <laughs> Grew up going to uh, a spring training games and got to work with them it was actually kind of funny how i got to be a bat boy i played hooky from school <laughs> with my dad. always a good start yeah. oh yeah definitely <laughs> walked in the stadium got there early to watch bp it's like 13 at the time and yeah. my dad says uh go down by the a's dugout i was like yeah okay so <laughs> i'm like all right whatever so i go down there next minute i'm on the field working as a bat boy for the oakland a's <laughs> wow if i knew that's all it took when i was 13 <laughs> would have changed the course of my life <laughs> yeah and then uh 
got to do the Arizona Fall League right after that. Nice. Still worked with the A's organization, uh, did minor league spring training, major league spring training, and rookie ball, and working in 115 degrees at 10 o'clock at night. Yeah. Ooh. In August. That's the, Ari- the Arizona special there, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was looking ahead. I was looking ahead. It's not going to be so bad for the festival. Like, getting, like, a very brief, like, semi-cold snap. It's only going to be in the 80s, so reasonable yeah. time for the shows <laughs> definitely and um yeah it's gonna be nice even 80s in arizona is beautiful so yeah yeah absolutely yeah um usually they have the festival in november but mm-hmm. this year they're having it in april so it's gonna be nice yeah real excited for it looking forward to seeing uh meeting a whole lot of people out there hope to see you at our show on uh on saturday at uh, four o'clock at oro Bruin. And you've had a chance to listen to Hitting the High Note. Uh, what do you like most about it? I like that you have a really big range of artists, you know, different styles, different countries, too. I was listening to um, there's a British group you had on back a few months, a few episodes back down. Um, also, you know, you have a good uh, spotlight too. you know, coming up for the festival. The most recent one you had on um, that was also uh, another artist was Aaron Ball. Yeah, Aaron Ball. Was on recently? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, love listening to that, you know, hearing someone else going to be playing at the festival. Um, yeah. It just seems like every conversation you have is just very, like, relaxed. You know, I don't think it's too stressful or, or uptight or anything like that. So it's it's a good, easy, uh, good, easy talk we're having. And that's yeah. what I've heard every episode I've listened to. Awesome. Thank you. And, uh, yeah, was it uh, Hourglass that you listened to? Our, uh, I think so. That was would, a was, band? yeah, yeah, yeah. They were great. It sounded like okay. a lot of fun to hang out with them. Yeah, the lead singer actually was on The Voice UK. And oh, wow, there was Tom Jones. <laughs> Incredible. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm impressed he's still going strong and uh, just over 80 now, I think. Yeah, yeah, still putting on great show, has his incredible voice pretty cool to be able to work with someone like that and get that that wisdom there the insight yeah aaron ball band is going to be playing at the mason music festival as well and yesterday i had on cw of uh cw and 20 hands high another group that's going to be playing the festival and then the band from hong kong deer was on yeah yeah looking forward to hearing everyone's episodes yeah meeting them in person hopefully you know oh yeah definitely (laughs) That would be great. It's interesting how everybody I've talked to, it's their first time playing the festival. Yeah, it's it seems, uh, I don't know, they're just so easy to work with. You know, when we booked the festival, it was just reaching out. I've reached out to a whole bunch of festivals and like, you know, just, just throw our hat in and see what, see what happens, you know. And they're like, oh, yeah, come on in. You know, we'll, we'll set up the details and everything. And here we are. <laughs> yeah, you're playing a great festival. Very excited for it. <laughs> yeah. And, is that uh, how you first heard of us seeing us on the on the roster for them yeah <laughs> yeah cool cool yeah anything else you want to ask me um let's see uh i don't know if you saw but recently we put out a a cover it was our latest single uh we covered the abba classic sos um i don't know are you an abba fan i am all right check it out when you have a chance uh it's not it's not unfaithful to the original, but I think we put a very uh, different spin on it. Uh, it's been a blast 
I've never recorded a cover before. I always, you know, take a lot of time to write my own music, but you know, over the years I've covered so many different songs live and just never captured, you know, the moment of having that. And I've always wanted to, you know, be able to hold on to it with the recording. And since the band's been playing so well, I figured this is, you know, the best time we got to make this one stick. Right on. Definitely got to check it out. What piece of advice do you have for an inspiring musician? Just get out there as much as you can to different shows to meet other musicians, other people that are trying to do the same thing. Not, I don't even mean genre wise because everyone has different influences. They bring in different spin on what they're doing, but I mean, just getting out there to meet people. That's one of the best feelings is when you're playing a show and you meet people that, that are there that you didn't know previously, you know, people that are regulars at the place you're playing people that are just going out for a night. Cause I saw it listed somewhere you know, making friends that way goes a long way um, to helping out your musical career. Um, either if it's like something direct, if it's going to be bands that you play with down the line or people you collaborate, or if it's just having friends out in the scene, it's really good to have uh, that feeling because, you know, as good as anybody is, you know, no one's going to make it, uh, you know, make their music cut through enough, you know, unless you have other people there with you. How can more people find out about Sam Slick? Well, my music is streaming uh, on almost every streaming service. Um, I've got my records are up on Bandcamp for sale on vinyl. I've got two out there. Um, I'm pretty active on Instagram is my main go-to. My ad is just at Mr. Sam Slick. Um, I'm on Twitter, not on a, a whole lot. I'm on TikTok. Not as much these days, here and there though. Uh, but Drop me a line on Instagram. That's usually where I'm hanging out. And um, come catch us at a show sometime if you can. Be sure to check out Sam Slick at Oral Brewing on Saturday, April 15th at the Mason Music Festival. And Oral Brewing is located at 210 West Main Street in Mesa, Arizona. Sam Slick will be playing from 410 to 440 p.m. Come on out and support Sam at the Mason Music Festival. Thank you so much for getting the word out, Kevin. Really appreciate it. You're very welcome, Sam. Safe travels to Mesa. Hope you have a blast at the Mesa Music Festival. Very excited to be there. Can't wait. This is my first podcast, so thank you. Oh, so this is your first podcast. That's awesome. First time, yeah. I'm honored. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for the opportunity. It was uh, exciting to get that email couple weeks back i was like a podcast all right <laughs> yeah yeah it's been uh it's been crazy like i've been getting over a thousand inquiries lately i heard that on the last episode there how 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 do you deal with it do you just start somewhere or yeah um it's crazy it's only me doing it too yeah and like me scheduling everything so yeah I'm like a little bit behind on scheduling, but I'm working on, you know, scheduling everybody and all that. You did fantastic. I could not even tell it was your first time. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. I mean, you made it easy. So really, thanks again, man. That's good. <laughs> I'll get the word out make sure more people listening. Sounds like you got plenty of people listening right now, having a thousand people writing in, trying to get on here. That's that's a great sign, man. Congratulations on that. Thank you. Well, you had, um, God, who was that legendary... Um, the guy from the the Buckinghams you had on a few episodes oh, yeah. back. Very cool. 
You're awesome. getting some pretty big names there. <laughs> wow, that's awesome that you listened to that. Yeah, I also had Amanda Shepard on who was in the movie Hocus Pocus. Yes. Yeah, I listened to that one too. That was really cool. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not a lot of people know that she did music. Yeah. It's pretty cool. She's able to pivot into something else, you know, still artistic, but, you know, something that speaks to her more probably now. Yeah. And wrote a book and I read her book and it is a really good book. Oh, cool. Okay. Yeah. There's a novel or more like a memoir style. Memoir style. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. She was really cool to talk to and we got along great. Nice. Doing like a little Mason music theme uh, right now because there are, you know, a lot of great artists that not a lot of people know about and yeah. their music is better than the stuff that's on the radio. It's one of the reasons why I'm doing the podcast is to spread the word about their music. Yeah. And much appreciated. I hope it helps uh, everyone. I hope it helps us get uh, some more listeners out there and hopefully people come by, check out our set. Like it's going to be really exciting to be playing for a whole new crowd out there. Definitely. And thank you, Sam, for joining me tonight. Thank you so much for having me, Kevin. It's been really great hanging out with you and talking about music and baseball. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's been a pleasure, Sam. And uh, safe travels. Thank you very much, Kevin. I'll see you, see you in Mesa. Hi, I'm Sam Slick. You're listening to Hitting the High Note with Kevin Kizak, the place to meet up-and-coming artists, hear about life, music, and how it all works. I'm going to play you some music from Sam Slick. First song I'm going to play is Hey Man. <laughs>
That was Hey Man by Sam Slick. The next song I'm going to play for you is Sweet and Serene. Sam Slick. The last song I'm going to play for you is VHS by Sam Slick. If we could 
CM Slick. I'm Kevin Cusack. Thank you all for listening to Hidden High Note.